Psalm 94, verses 20 and 21. Can a corrupt throne be allied with you, one that brings on misery by its decrees? They band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. Here is uh, my short response uh, to this uh, verse from Psalms 94. The biblical history of rulers and kings tells us that tyranny and corruption are linked and often represent the norm rather than the exception. And this matters because political power magnifies the consequences flowing from corrupt misrule. The actions of a corrupt man or woman with political power can tear through the fragile fabric of an entire community, country, or culture. And in funny ways, what I just wrote there is a, a nice summation of, of human history. Hmm. Uh, it's a summation in a way of the story of King Saul, the first king of Israel, who very quickly uh, takes on all the power granted him, but then abuses it and, 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 and stops listening to God and, and starts making very bad choices. And ultimately, uh, God rejects him. And, but then comes David, and David is enormously successful. But into the kind of when is when is uh, what is the right word is the word apogee when it meet, uh, meets its very highest level, David makes a horrendous mistake, and you can see over the uh, decades that follow that the Israel that David was ruling one day starts to slowly um, des descend into various conflicts and then uh, corruption and ultimately a son trying to uh, take the power away from the father um, in, in through rebellion. In other words, chaos ensues. So a lot mm -hmm. does count in terms of the nature uh, and, and character of the ruler here on earth. It's clear. It's clear to me when I look at King David or President so-and-so or some, some ruler or leader to see how corruption affects and stains the whole kingdom, as you write in the devotional. What I have to remind myself of more is that I am just as susceptible to corruption or wandering, and I may not have a nation under my care, but I have a household. I have responsibilities. I have a sphere of influence. I have a congregation. And so I, I'm, I'm just trying to personalize this and, and not say, you know, look at those corrupt rulers out there. I'm trying to say, okay, look at my own mind, my own heart. And, and how, well, how can I stay vigilant to the righteousness of God, the integrity of God, the um, truth and grace and mercy of God? I need to do that every day because as we sing in that one hymn, my heart is prone to wander, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. It's just a daily, um, re offering of my heart, of my mind to God who will keep me on track because, you know, to be honest with you, Eric, I'm not sure if I've said this before 
on this podcast, but this is a true statement. In some sense, I'm glad God called me to be a pastor for the sake of the accountability of it. When I am tempted to sin, which everyone is tempted to sin, including pastors, there's a voice often in my head that says, Nathan, don't do that. Don't follow that because imagine the fallout. Imagine the consequences for your ministry, for the congregation, for your family. And so I don't know. I'm almost glad that that constant vigilant reminder is there for me. I hope I would be just as vigilant if I didn't have so much responsibility. I hope that that God would sanctify me in that way and keep me righteous. But I do know that this is part of it. And if I was, if I got more responsibility, if the church was 10,000 people, or if God made me a senator or a president or something, then I would know, Lord, keep me, keep me on track, keep me on track. Because if I fall, I'm going to influence a lot of people. So just keep me humble, Lord. Here's my heart. Here's my heart. Take and seal it every day. Yeah, I've come up with a a non-word to describe what you're talking about in terms of Mm -hmm. Uh, how we um, navigate through daily life. And I call it everydayness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everydayness right. uh, yeah. is a way of living where uh, you persevere in things that don't protect you so much, but um, arm you uh, for what is going to come your way in any given day of any given month of any given year. Uh most people think of the senior pastor of a church as kind of holier than thou uh, right. and protected by that somehow. But actually, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune actually aim more accurately mm-hmm. at such a person that mm-hmm. um, the stakes are much higher for somebody representing Jesus Christ in this world than if they disregarded God altogether. Mm-hmm. So uh, the whole congregation should be praying for the senior pastor mm-hmm. and the, and all the staff, mm-hmm. um, because righteousness is not an automatic. It's not mm-hmm. a diploma. It's a way right. of life, but it's a way <laughs> of life good. every day. That's really good. I like that. And thank you for your prayers. <laughs>